Looking to pick up some fresh Sudoku puzzles? Go ahead and get them at Amazon.com. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support. Rob has a podcast whenever you start your shopping at robiswebsite.com slash Amazon or for our friends in Canada, robiswebsite.com slash Amazon CA. Election 2015, the road to survivor second chances. All right, here we are. Rob Cicerino back. By the way, thanks to Ryan Elder, who composed the opening theme music to our Road to Survivor Second Chance. And here we are back. Interview number 12 that we are doing with the field of 32 people who are vying to get back on. We're trying to talk to as many people as we can. Anybody who wants to come on and tell the voters why they belong on Survivor Second Chance. And here is someone who many people feel deserves a second chance to go back to Survivor. From Survivor China, it's PG Law. Hey, Rob, what's up? I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. I actually got so nervous. Um, I've got a cup of coffee and a beer, like one in each hand. <laughs> why, why are you nervous? No, well, uh, you know, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. To go back on Survivor? I'm excited to go back on Survivor, but I'm more excited about doing this interview. I know you got a lot of listeners and, you know, I'm I'm hot on the campaign trail here. Hot on the campaign trail. That's what everybody's saying, PG. And here you are. A lot of people excited to see you back in the mix. People love Survivor China. Oh, thanks. I thought maybe I'm biased, but I thought it was a great season. What can I say? It's a fun season. It's, I think, in my mind, I think it's the last of the seasons that is really, like, married to its location. Well, yeah, but that's because lately they've been doing, like, 10 seasons in a row, all in, like, the Philippines or Nicaragua. Yeah, I guess Gabon is probably, Gabon and Token Chains have that a little bit, but China is just so, is so iconic to that, you know, that location that they were in. Yeah, I mean, they tied in the theme to a lot of the challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they had beautiful sets. Um, We had the challenges related to the culture, which was awesome for me. Uh, Helped me out being Chinese and all. So I I, I thought it was a great season, even just for that alone. Okay, so PG, here you are back. You are the last of the original John Who. And now you could be the first person to come back to Survivor since uh, Amanda and James and, and Courtney back in Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, and the first John Who member to come back. First from John Who well. to come back. A lot Woo. of people said it was going to be uh, Crazy Dave. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where is Crazy Dave's second chance? Dave Cruiser. Yeah, he's on. It's Shane. His name is Shane Powers. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, so you feel like you are ready to go, and you feel like you would be able to uh, work well with Shane because he would remind you of Dave Cruiser. Okay, did I work well with with Dave Cruiser? No, I did not. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I don't. I really don't know what it's going to be like for Shane. I want to see him come back on just as a fan. I'm a big fan of Shane. Um, I watched all of his montages on on youtube all the best of crazy shane you know so as a fan i'm really excited to see him as a player out there having to live with him day in and day out i don't know like me i'm a fighter i can't keep my mouth shut so i you know and and i'm determined to try this time determined to bite my tongue but it really might not happen if i've got shane out there who knows what will happen 
Okay. Well, I'm really interested to talk about your first game and talk about whatever adjustments that you may have in store for the second time around. I've recently watched Survivor China as part of the recording of I'm doing a 30 season rewatch of the show. So I've watched China in the last few months and I didn't really uh, this was that it was airing at a time when I wasn't watching the show on a regular basis. So really that this last time that I've rewatched it, uh, I feel like I really have a better understanding of that season than I ever had before. So I'm looking forward to seeing your game because I felt like that there were a lot of highlights and a lot of strong moments in your game. But I also feel like that there were some weak points in there. And I'm looking to hear from you how you feel like you'll be able to uh, correct some of the things that kept you from being uh, a really great, great player uh, and maybe just a great player in that season. Oh, man. Thank you. I've, I've been reliving so many moments. You, you, you have no idea. I'm sure you, you've done the same thing. So yeah, help me analyze them. I'm, I'm ready. Bring okay, it on. Well, let's, let's jump in. I felt like that you were one of the first people to really uh, step up into a leadership role that in John who early on, there was like a, a lack of leadership of who's going to be the leader of the tribe. And, you know, ultimately uh, poor chicken, uh, he gets voted out. Damn, we're all saying it. And <laughs> chicken, damn, damn. Uh, he goes home and it kind of turns into we need a leader. And it's between you and Dave. And you step into that leadership uh, position, whether it was reluctantly or not. And there haven't been a lot of female players that have been seen as the de facto leader of a tribe. And I think at that point, I feel like you, you had a lot going on in the pre-merge. Yeah, I, I think China's probably one of the only seasons where I would have been placed into that role. Um, you know, usually you get a lot of alpha males in a lot of seasons. And for some reason, like we didn't really have very many on my season and not really any in our tribe. Um, usually at home in my home life, I tend to be like the, the head bitch in charge anyway. Uh, that's a personality that doesn't tend to do very well on Survivor if you're female. Um, but on my tribe, we didn't have any alpha males, luckily. You know, Chicken got voted out right away. Uh, Dave was like a really shitty version of an alpha male. Uh, tried How dare to you. <laughs> and then, like, well, you have Eric, who's the sweetest, sweetest boy on the planet, and Frosty, but they're not, you know, they're not really going to be stepping up to that. Uh, like, I was the most alpha male out there, I think, on my tribe, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, I, I think any other season... That would have gotten me voted out right away. And instead, it kind of worked, especially after um, I kind of saw that I saw Dave was taking a lot of heat for being way too bossy. And that kind of made me realize I needed to, to relax a little bit more after like the first couple of days out there. Well, the battles with Dave, you know, and everything going on at John, John who it really, to me, sort of like uh is symbolic of the very struggle in the pre-merge game of Survivor of do we expend our energy at camp or do we save our energy for the challenges? And you had two people at the polar opposite of that debate. And you had Dave Cruiser who says, hey, we need to work around camp. We need if we have a if we have a good camp, then we will then be able to sustain ourselves and be ready for the challenges. And you had Sharia who said, hey, F that, let's not work at camp. Let's, you know, save all of our energy for the challenges. And you had to sort of, you know, ride that out. 
And does that affect your thinking going into a, another season of Survivor? You know, if you show up on the beach early on, what do you think from your experience ends up being the most important thing? Oh, come on. Really? Winning challenges is the most important so thing. So you were more you- with Sharia than Dave Cruiser. Well, I'm more Sharia for sure, especially looking back in hindsight. The first time you're out there, though, you're starving. I mean, I think our conditions were really bad in China. Yeah. Um, Hard season. Yeah. We didn't have any coconuts or fruit or any. We, I didn't eat anything for the first four days. And it rained and it rained and it yeah. was everything was wet, right? <laughs> everything is wet. There was no food growing on our island. Like, I mean, even the other team, which I thought was unfair. Uh, once we got over to their beach, they had fruit trees. We didn't have any of that, you know, um, I thought it was a little bit unfair. So at that time, it seemed really important to sort out camp life because we're like dying. (laughs) You know, we had nothing to eat. And if you don't have anything to eat, then of course you're going to do bad in challenges anyway. Um, So, you know, I think you could see how well that worked out for Dave. Like he almost passed out in one of the challenges. Um, You know, you need to save your energy for for, for the challenges. Like, otherwise it's not going to matter how good your camp life is. The other problem is like, like, man, the other tribe had James and James, I think single-handedly did like 50% of the work over there. Mm -hmm. And when he came over to our tribe, he told us the same thing after the switch. He was like, you know, over there, he's like, I'll get your water. He's like, I'll cook your food. He's like, I want y'all to just rest up and, you know, get ready for the challenges. Like he's like, mama James going to take care of everything for you. Wow. And that's, yeah. Such a nice version of James. (laughs) <laughs> well you know who doesn't want somebody to come over and tell them that they're going to take care of all their camp life for them and just sit there and relax yeah. like i think that's how the other team was managing to win so much over us also like and instead we had dave like haranguing us into moving 10 ton bricks like back and forth for no reason you know <laughs> yeah all right so that's interesting to me that you you're more interested in saving energy conserving energy for the challenges to play uh, play hard in the challenges rather than you know uh, expending a lot of energy on camp life come on you have to have a good balance you're not gonna have that you energy have to have balance if you don't have food right yes. I mean that's always that's part of survivor too is you, you got to be able to to walk the, the tightrope between the two like one leads into the other but if I had to pick one, I would go challenges, like especially after my experience out there because we like lost all of them. <laughs> okay. All right. So you guys have a bit of a rough start there at John Who. You guys lose three out of the four first challenges. Uh, you vote off Chicken and Ashley and Dave. And then we get to the point in the game where there is the swap. And the way that the swap happened in that season, if people don't remember it, is you got like a like a checklist of like who are the two strongest people uh, from the other team. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you just got those people on your team. Yeah. 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 And so you end up getting Aaron and James to come over. And I think that Aaron might be one of the players in Survivor history. The most we talk about this a lot. People screwed by the swap. I think Aaron might be the most screwed by the swap of any player in Survivor history. Is that fair, PG? No, 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 no. Aaron screwed himself. He screwed himself. Aaron, well, you know what? They came over and we were talking. Well, to let me all just set them. the stage. Let me just set the stage and then, and then I want right, to address right, this. Right. So Aaron and James come over and now PG and Jamie and Eric. Uh, is there anybody else there? No, right? Uh, me, Jamie, yeah, five, yeah, yeah. Five people. And uh-huh. so you guys have an advantage and then PG and Jamie 
throw the challenge uh, and to, with the intention of voting out either one of the strong guys who are with the Fei Long people. I think it's a very it's very smart strategy. I think it's very it's very sound and makes makes a lot of sense. James didn't love it, but tell me how did Aaron screw himself? Well, I don't know if they showed this or not, but like we were talking to them all and. We were asked, you know, of course, we're asking all of them for information on the other tribe, like what they're like, who's aligned with who. And Aaron is sitting there and he was being real. He was being like real hedgy. You know, he's like, hey, guys, I can't I can't give you all my secrets right away. I can't, you know, like like I can't be telling you all that right away. And He, he, he didn't answer anything. And so, of course, we're not going to trust him. Like what? You know, like if he had. If he had spilled the beans on everyone, he was like, hey, guess what? I'm 100% John Who now. I'm with you guys. And if he had actually told us everything, then I might not have wanted to throw it. But, like, it's, you know, he's saying the words. He's saying, oh, I'm with you guys. But then he never, he wouldn't give us any evidence. Like, he kept hedging all the time. I can't give you all my secrets. Yeah. And that, that doesn't tell me you're on my side. So, you know, I was like, I can't trust him because I'm hearing him say he's with us, but he's not proving it by giving us any information. And that kind of sealed his deal. See, I feel like the show made it out to be that Aaron was more amenable to working with you guys, whereas James was not into it at all. And maybe you guys felt like, boy, if he's willing to potentially work with us, then, you know, he's the better player and we should get rid of him because he's a bigger threat. James, actually, I spent a lot of time talking to James and he was he told me he'd be with us on our side. He's like he told me he thought he could bring Denise in with us because him and her were real close. And he thought the other guys were off on their own. And, you know, so he was actually giving me information that I could use. Right. That's how I knew to that's how I knew that Denise was possibly a flipper when I when we merged. That's yeah. how I kind of knew that Todd, Courtney, Amanda were like a threesome because this is all information that I got from James. Like okay. when we would talk a lot before uh, the merge, right. you know. So in this same episode where Aaron goes home, we have a very famous immunity challenge that happens where <laughs> there's like a swimming par where you have to get like puzzle pieces. And then the puzzle comes down to it's you and, and Jamie uh, going ahead and trying to complete the puzzle. And you guys are trying to throw the puzzle, uh, but you're trying to do it. <laughs> I guess you, you're trying not to make it look like you're throwing the puzzle. But, um you guys don't do a great job of selling that you're you're trying hard. Well, I think I sold it pretty well. Jamie you is really not doing a great job. No, She's like Jamie laughing fucking, the whole time. Jamie threw a puzzle piece like it was a goddamn frisbee into the bushes. Like <laughs> I don't like she really didn't need to make it that obvious. I mean, yeah. I thought it was really funny at the time, but um, you know, I, I was I, I tried to play it off. I really did, but even when we got back to camp afterwards and we're getting berated and I already have a hard enough time trying to keep a straight face, but she's just like, she's like laughing in their faces and it was so hard to hold it in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Jeff is on you guys in the challenge and, and Jeff is saying something like PG really struggling with this puzzle. <laughs> and what do you say? The famous Sudoku line, like, be, you know, that you're good at puzzles. And I was like, well, I'm good at Sudoku, Jeff. Like, come on. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And all I remember is James going, fuck Sudoku, pay attention, girl. <laughs> yeah, that was mad. Because James, when he comes back to camp, is like, talking about it, like, uh, like, we out there trying to win, and they're talking about Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> puzzle girl, you can't even do no puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, you know what, like, it was so hard to keep a straight face. Like, I I felt really bad, and I didn't realize how 
villainous it would make us look on TV, yeah. but you know, at the time, like it's just, it's, it's, and it's hard. I understand they're frustrated, but um, you're just getting screamed at and screamed at. And it was, it, it was, it was hard. I mean, even me watching it at home, I thought it was really funny. Um, I almost died. <laughs> yeah. No, but if that but, was me, I, that would really bum me out that you guys were laughing. Of course. Come on. <laughs> like, you know, when that episode aired, I remember James called me on my phone and he goes, PG, he's like, for your own safety, he's like, do not come to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was like, my male lady, who I've never talked to in five years, he's like, she came and knocked at my door, and she said, if I see that little guy, I'm going to kick her ass. <laughs> he wow. was like, do not come here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because people love James on that season, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought he was a great character. The minute I met him, I told him he was going to be on All Stars. Like, I knew it. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, in that finale, they spend so much time talking to James. Like, uh, like, I mean, they talk about James like, you know, he's like the biggest deal. The second coming of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's Jeff Probst's favorite archetype, like the male alpha male provider. Yeah. Slash well, he also just came across as like that he was and he's not really like a, a fantastic in the challenges. Like, I don't even think he's ever even won individual immunity, James, but he was but he was he came across as like the gentle giant also in that season where uh, by the time he gets to heroes versus villains, like uh, he's like, you know, yelling at Stephanie and Randy and throws throws the beanbag at Randy and stuff like that. Um, you know, he is a different side of James. But here in China, it's like, uh, you know, other than you know that he made a dumb move like it's a very positive uh story for james oh yeah yeah he he, he got the uh he got the tinkerbell edit for sure in that one well do you feel like that was unfair i know that you and james got into it uh when uh, there's that challenge it's the reward challenge where you guys have to bounce the ping pong ball mm -hmm. on the instruments and mm -hmm. you are like getting on james for losing uh, and he is very upset about this, <laughs> uh, he's, he, he, right? Because you and you and James just uh, get into a uh, a big blowout over this. Yeah, man, I always got to kick the hornet's nest. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> look, you know, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm just the kind of person I like to fight. Like, I'll fight. I get frustrated. It comes out. It's like lancing a boil, and then it's done. And I, I've got like the memory of a goldfish after. So I'm I'm. I'm totally okay two minutes later and we're friends again. Um, and for me, that's just how I operate. Yeah. You know, and, and I argue a lot and James is the same way. Like they didn't show it, but he's, he's an arguer. He likes to talk. He, he's a shit talker, Yeah, you know? Um, and both of us have really thick skins like that. I was pissed. I was legit pissed at that time. Uh, but you know, I've been pissed for like the past 20 days <laughs> since I was losing every, every challenge. Um, so yeah, we, we fought a lot and, but that's just, that's just how we are. That's how he is. Like he likes to fight a lot too, you know, but of course it's, it's TV. They gotta, they gotta make a drama and no one else is really fighting out there. So yeah, you were getting on him and you were saying about like the, in the challenge and he's like laying down, but you're like, you know, keep going after me. And he's like, starts yelling and he says that, uh, like, this is why you lose. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> but look at you. Uh, who has more individual immunities, you or James? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few more, so. <laughs> and, and I made it past, you know what, and, and uh, he got voted off before me. At that point, after that fight, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah, no, James has never done, in three times, James has never done better than you did on Survivor. Real, has he won any individual immunities? I'm pretty sure, I don't think he's ever won an individual immunity. 
<laughs> well, you know why? Because after the merge, a lot of the challenges aren't strength driven. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why. Like he's really he really helps every team that he's on win though. I think because in the beginning challenges, it's all strength based. Okay. Yeah, he's very good. Very good uh, early on in the game and in the individual parts of it. Okay. So one of the things about UPG that I want to hear you talk about is, um, you know, I felt like a lot of times in China, you would get very upset if you were not in the mix for people going on a reward. Uh, not unlike Rodney uh, this past week. Now, I don't think you had a birthday in China, right? No. Okay. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and, but I don't, I don't know if you had to do dishes at any point, but you, you got very vocal if people didn't take you on the, on the rewards and it would, and it would bum you out. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, you have to understand, like I was just hungry. Um, you know, I, I had only eaten twice the entire mm -hmm. time I was there. I ate once at the merge feast. I ate once when we had a tribal switch. So they gave us like some fruit platters or something like that. But I, I think our season was really tough in terms of food. Like we didn't have, like I said, we didn't have bananas or coconuts. We really had no food out there. Um, I lost 30 pounds. I, wow. I think that's a lot, uh, you know, and the whole time I was out there. So part of it was being upset. Part of it was just me trying to, trying to guilt trip Denise into taking me on a reward. Well, you took Denise to on a reward, right? You took her yeah. on the, on the reward, uh, where, uh, you guys got to do, you took her on the, uh, to the, uh, Shaolin temple. Right. Mm -hmm. Because she was a karate master. She was a, Denise was uh, would take karate lessons. But yeah. then Denise won a reward. And yeah. And she then did not pick you. She took uh, she took Amanda and Todd. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you were very upset about this. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I was upset naturally. Part of it was a bit strategic. I was kind of hoping to guilt trip her into taking me just because I wanted to eat the food. Yes. And it was a loved um, one's visit that Denise did not take you on. Yeah, well, the loved ones, and and then she won another one after that. I think it was the ones with the where we're shooting the crossbow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, she won that one also. That's the one where this bitch was like, I want her to get any stronger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean that that second that was what hearing her say that on the second time. That's what made me really upset. Yeah, uh, especially when you're already like you feel like. And not even feel like I know for a fact I had the least eat out of everybody out there. And then to hear that, you know, she wants to deny you food. Yeah. Um, and she took you, Courtney and Todd on that one. Yeah. And especially when, like, and it's like, I know for a fact these guys are going to dump her at, at number four. Yeah. Like for a fact, I do that. And that's what kind of pissed me off even more. I'm yes. like, I would take, I'll go to the end with you. Uh, at, you know, um, and that's what was so enraging at certain times. And you know, you've been out there, you know that it, it gets personal. Like people watching at home are like, oh, you know, why is she taking it so personal? Well, you know, you're hungry and you're starving. To hear somebody say they don't want you to have food like that, that shit pisses me off. <laughs> now for you, um, you know, you were in a potentially good spot early on where, you know, you were the leader of John Hu. Uh, then you get Aaron uh, voted off, but you have two of your people in Sharia and Frosty have gone over to Fei Long and you feel like, okay, well, this is going to be good because the numbers are going to come back to me because I still have my people in Frosty and Sharia who are going to come back with us. But they say, hey, we like 
uh, John who, and of course that Frosty ends up, you know, really connecting uh, with Courtney and mm-hmm. Sharia also becomes uh, good friends with Courtney and they're like, Hey, we're going to stick with Fei Long and forget about John who, what was that like to have people who you thought were with you ultimately uh, turn their back on you? Oh, come on. It was a bummer. Like we were, we already threw one challenge for them. Um, thinking, you know, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to save our friends. And then at the next time we saw them at the reward challenge, like they wouldn't even look, they wouldn't look us in the eye. Like we're trying to smile at them. Well, or there's wave that scene where you, it's so great in that one reward challenge where you're untying the ropes next to Sharia and you're like, Hey, we threw the challenge. Uh, yeah. we're still working with you. And she's just like giving you nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was the hardest part of all. And I know that she told me later she didn't say anything because she thought that they could see her. And of course she's in a bad position over there. She has to, she, she has to act and make them, you know, she, she can't give them any reason to be suspicious of her, but we're all paranoid out there. So when I didn't get any response from her, um, you know, we went back and it's just the three of us. It was me, Jamie and Eric at camp. And it's really sad when there's only a three of you and you've been losing all the time. And you're like, do you really want to keep throwing this challenge? It's such a gamble now. We're not sure. Like, so that's why we decided to not throw the last one. And it, as it turns out, it's a good thing you didn't because uh, James, James had yeah. the immunity idol and, and mm-hmm. then uh, he was trying to throw the challenge, but then he had to bail out <laughs> Denise who wouldn't eat the uh, butak. Oh, she failed at like, <laughs> she failed at throwing the challenge. Do you still keep in, in contact with lunch lady slash custodian Denise? Uh, n- no, no. no. Does anybody from China still talk to Denise? I don't think many people do still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you, is, is Denise, uh, do you like Denise? Um, were you bummed out about the whole custodian thing? No, I think she kind of deserved that. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't Did she know tell you guys when you were out there that she was a lunch lady. Yeah. She told us that wasn't a secret. She told us she was a lunch lady. I saw her after the season aired and she was telling me about getting fired and she was, you know, she was even doing that. This was before the finale. Um, and I've seen her in between that and she was telling me about getting fired from her job and I was like, Oh, that sucks, blah, blah. And then you find out that it's, it's this, this big ploy for sympathy or maybe in her mind, she really felt like it was a demotion. I don't know, but I just, you know, honestly, I didn't really like her out there. Um, I tried real hard after, but there were just, you know, we're, we're just not the kind of people we're not going to be friends. Like okay. that's just <laughs> All right. What was it like playing with John Robert? The show made him out to be very sort of uh, boorish and somebody who was hard to get along with. Was that an accurate depiction of John Robert? Uh, John Robert. John Robert called the immunity idol the American immunity idol. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, he was. He was a character. Like, I mean, even when you're talking to him, he referred to himself in the third person a lot. Uh, he liked to talk about Jean Robert a lot. Um, because John Robert had it out for you. John Robert was really pushing that you were the threat. You were the yeah. danger. Yeah. You know why? Because I was flirting with him a little and he liked it. Whoa. Peachy, <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know this was in your bag of tricks. I got, I, I got a little flirt in me. They, you know, they didn't really show it out there. Um, because, well, who did I have in my tribe? Come on. Like, Eric and Eric and Jamie, all they were doing was making moon eyes at each other. Yeah, Jamie uh, Dugan already had that game cornered, the flirt. Yeah, game. yeah. So uh, I had no opportunity for it until I came over to the other tribe. And it was, 
You know, they didn't show it on camera, and I hate to say this, but it's because uh, when we were coming back from one of the challenges, we were in the boat, and you know, you're not really supposed to talk, they're not filming you. Right. Um, and at one point, I think we were, you know, we're all tired, and I put my head on his shoulder. Oh. Um, yeah, and so I think it was, you see, there's a conversation between him and James, where he's like, you know, he's like, this girl's putting her head on my shoulder. He's like, I'm starting to like her. He's like, and she's the enemy. He's like, you know, she's the most dangerous one of all. We got to get rid of her. Like, Cause what's like, the only thing better than a million dollars? According to John Million dollars and some ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's tr- those are true words. I got to say. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know about either PG. Well, you know, neither would I. <laughs> I got no million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you you tried to flirt with John Robert. Yeah. You know, I and I wow. think you really wanted to win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, when you're out there, you just you, you try. You Did John Robert smell? I feel like that came up that John Robert smells bad. Um, I think we all smelled bad. I couldn't okay. smell anything. I feel like that came up in the season. Maybe I'm getting my seasons confused. Um, all right. So uh, at the merge, of course, uh, there's the big scene, which was nominated recently for the 30th season anniversary of Survivor for the uh, one of the top 20 moments of all time. Uh, down goes Dugan. Jamie Dugan plays the fake immunity idol. Um, did you have any strong take on whether or not that idol, which was basically the blank tile, like in the Scrabble game that she found that after James took the real ones about playing that as a hidden immunity idol? Um, you know, I got to admit something that will make me sound real dumb, but I didn't even know at that point that there were really immunity idols in play or not. Um, and this might sound stupid, but you know, I hadn't watched a whole ton of Survivor. Most of the ones I had seen were previous seasons. And actually, we didn't even have the mini idols had just started coming into play maybe a season or two before mine. Yeah, the first one actually shows up in Guatemala, which is, you hmm. know, uh, season 11. And then, um, you know, they they pop up, uh, you know, in between that and China. But it's the first time that it's it's not like a actual like little like ornament that it's actually like a square thing. Yeah. So I, I didn't really know if. I didn't even know that there were immunity idols in play, okay. uh, which is pretty dumb. I didn't know until Eric told me about it, like right after the merge. Okay. So um, after Jamie had already got put it out, actually. And so when she all I, the, the first I'd heard about it is when she plays it at tribal. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Um, you know, even if it's fake, it's like, what's the worst that could happen? You play, you yeah, know what I, I mean? I didn't think it's that. I mean, I feel like uh, that in urban legend, it's become like, oh my God, was she so, was so stupid and stuff like that. I mean, she's sort of like, I don't know if this is real or not. Can I play this as an idol? And then yeah. like Jeff's like, this is not a hidden immunity idol. And people are just like, ah, ha, 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 she got fucked on editing because they, you know how Survivor, they, they like their ironic moments. So right before that, I think the last scene of Camp Life, we get it her going, I'm not as dumb as I look, you know, and then yeah. they, they cut to her playing the idol. So I think she got screwed uh, by also, the edit. It's like that scene where James is like, I would love it so much if she would play the idol. That would be so good. That would I would be laughing so much if she would play that idol. It would look so stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> oh, he was like, please let that woman play these idols. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that, no, that was, that was, that was, that was a good scene. 
gonna have to say, but I thought it was really gutsy of her. You know, even she's like, even she's like, I was almost, she was like, I was 90% sure that it wasn't the real uh, idol, but well, what do you have to lose? I guess, I don't know, besides like your dignity. Um, yeah. <laughs> on national yeah, she says, I, I have my notes here. She says, uh, I have a question for you. I found this at camp lying on the floor. So I thought it might be immunity. And she gives it to Jeff and then he's like, this is not an idol. And then everybody's just like, you know, it's like, just like, um, cut to just like, you know, a, a hilarious uproar of people like falling out of their chairs. Oh, come on, man. It was, <laughs> it wasn't just a fucking stick at least. All right. It was, yeah. It, it was wasn't as bad. As, it wasn't as bad as, <laughs> as what we would see uh, a season later. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so, PG, what are the adjustments you feel like you need to make about your game to go from somebody who's going to get to top five, but not ultimately in the mix to win? <sighs> what changes to make this time coming up? Yeah. Um, I think I need to shut up and just listen more. I really, <laughs> you know, say yes to everything. If they ask you if you're on board, you know, and uh, yeah, that's you, not going to help you with the voters. Oh, to get, oh, to get on both. I want to know know both. And sometimes, and sometimes those two things uh, fly in the face of each other. Oh man. I think I'm just going to, you know what? I think I'm going to have more fun. I think I'm going to be more fun on the show. That's my goal. I think that, um, that I think that'll help me if I'm out there. And I think that people like seeing that. I think from what I've seen online so far, um, a lot of people were like, you know what? I didn't like you on the show, but I really like the personality that we've seen in social media, mm-hmm. which I think is more me. Uh, you didn't really see it out there at the time just because I'm starving and hungry and losing all the time. Hopefully that won't be the case. Um, I'm just, I think I'm going to try to relax a little more and I'm going to have a lot more fun with it. I'm going to be truth bombing people. That's what I do best even at home. I, I like to, I'm a born shit talker. That's what I like. Um, you know, I, I, hopefully I'll be doing it out there and just, 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 just have more fun. I think that's what people want to see on Survivor after this season where you didn't get a whole lot of that. I don't think, you know, okay. there's a lot of, a lot of like ugliness and just people being a little bit mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope going into the next season, I think there's going to be some really fun people out there. There's going to be a lot of shit stirs and shit talkers. Uh, I, I think it'll be fun, though. I think it'll be all in good fun. Who do you still talk to from Survivor China? I talk to Jamie. I talk to Amanda. I'm real good friends with Amanda. Uh, Todd just actually messaged me the other day. To- I saw Todd posted on Facebook, vote for PG to go back to Survivor. Yeah, yeah. And you know who's actually been my biggest supporter so far has been Courtney. Oh, I was going to say Dave Cruiser. No, nobody <laughs> talks to Dave Cruiser. Um, <laughs> I thought Dave, Cru- Dave Cruiser ha- just had up recently on his social media uh, that he, po- he posted uh, <laughs> vote for PG to come back. He posted on his Tinder. No, he didn't. Yes, that's, a, that's, a, that's what he changed his, uh, his bio on Tinder to say that. On Tinder? Dave yes. Promoting me on Tinder? Yeah, I think so. He's naked in his photo also. <laughs> I like that, actually. You should send me a screen cap. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, Courtney, Courtney has, has it- been huge. She, she text messaged me a bunch of advice if you guys want to hear it. Oh, I'd love to hear it. This is Courtney's take because I said, thanks, Court. You got to give me pointers on what it's like the second time around. Um, so she goes, it's really different. The surviving part and the human emotion part is non-existent. It's just about getting rid of people. Even when your team wins, everyone's in bushes plotting. Yeah. Uh, I also think that everyone's already talking to each other due to the public nature of the potential cast. 
Um, oh, and she goes, also, though, Samoa was so easy compared to China. Yeah. We have the leg up for suffering. Nowhere is like China. She goes, Samoa was like Club Med. They drop off bananas and coconuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of splitting boats and hidden idols. I feel like we had a very simple game compared to now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with what Courtney has to say, because I do feel like there's something that's almost romantic about the first time you go play the game. It's it's, um, you know, except for the person that's going to win this season. Like, it's a little bit like, you know, the first you're the first time you fall in love and it's like, oh, everything was great about the first the first time you played it. Everything was so new and different and and we'll have this crazy experience. And then the second time around. And again, maybe this is just me because my second time around didn't didn't go so great, but it's not as special it's but it really is like you're there for work you know it's a work this is a work trip the second time around the first time around is like you know that's the life-changing experience or whatever but for that's going to be for one person who's going to win this season the the for everybody else it's just going to be like you know something that's that's going to happen and it's going to move very fast and and i don't think there's going to be you know getting caught up in like the nostalgia of the moment you know yeah, I mean, I love being out in the jungle. The survival part for me the first time was really, really fun. But um, I think, I think, I don't know. Like, I, I think I played so hard my first time out there. I might almost be the opposite. Like, this time I want to go out there and have more fun. Smell like, the I roses. Like I, yeah, I missed out on that a lot the first season because I was so busy strategizing and freaking out about everything. Um, and I think also I'm really excited for a lot of the people that are going to be coming on. I feel like you know, we're getting such huge personalities out there. So many people that are so strategic or they're such big characters or, or they're just really fun to be around. And that's, those are the mix that's going to be out there. And I'm kind of really getting, I'm looking forward to getting to know everybody. Okay. Let's go like, back to I, Todd. I want to go back to Todd though. All right. Okay. All right. No, no. Uh, I, I don't want you to start sucking the caps of these other uh, players that are going to be in the mix. They're all great. <laughs> right. PG. Yeah, everyone. Absolutely. What a what a what a cast of all stars. They can't go wrong with this cast, right? I'm excited. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> so now Todd is somebody I told you know he posted on Facebook uh, to vote vote for PG. Have you reached out to Todd for his advice? Because Todd, one of the one of the greatest players to play this game, you were there with him. I'm sure he has a strong take on what you need to do this time around. You don't yeah. have to tell me what he said, but did you reach out to him? Yes. Of course. I think Todd is one of the best. I think he's one of the best players. I think he's the best winner. Like I knew that from starting from the merge, I knew he was going to win. That's why I voted for him every time. And he, he was, he, he plays, the, he's a good player. And he gave you advice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what about Amanda? You said you're good friends with Amanda now. And I'm very curious uh, about this. Did Amanda give you advice on how to play the game this time around? She's played three times. I know. I haven't talked to Amanda yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I will. But I will. Well, because <laughs> I'm interested in your relationship with Amanda because you were very hard on Amanda at the final tribal council. Yeah, I know. Uh, let me, Amanda? Let me I, I actually have the transcript here of your final tribal council Man, speech right. to Amanda. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You said, Amanda, I'm sick of you looking at me with doe eyes. And I think that's, you started a thing. I think people only talk <laughs> about Amanda's doe eyes a lot. And every time you open your mouth to any one of these people, you sound apologetic because you wanted Todd to take the fall as the bad guy. You know, I want to hear what you think you did that was better than what Todd did. I was trying to help her. Yes, but you voted I for mean, Todd. I voted, yeah, because Amanda has shit arguments that final tribal, come on, like, you know, 
I like Amanda a lot. Amanda was one of like we're really good friends. Amanda, me and Amanda lived together after Survivor. Oh, we I really know that. Yeah, yeah, we were roommates for a while in uh, LA. Um, we get along really well. I love Amanda. I think she's a really strong woman. But you haven't uh, reached out to her to say, Amanda, if I'm back in the mix, what do I do? Oh man, I've been so busy. I'm getting there. I've, you know, <laughs> um, uh, Amanda's a great player. She's been back on three times. She's gone super far, but she was really, you know, and I spent one day with her, we were talking and up until that point, I had no idea what, how much she was doing. And I was on her side after that one day we spent together. Yeah, when, but, when Denise took Todd and Courtney on the reward, it was just you guys. Yeah. And it was an awesome day. Like we really legit bonded that day. Um, and we spent a lot of time talking and she's a hard worker like me. We went and got so much food. It was a, it was a really good day. That was one of my best days out there was that one day with Amanda. Um, so I was really disappointed when we got to final and she's just, you know, she's given us these little puppy dog eyes. She's, she's just a poet. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to vote you out. I'm sorry. Like, and, and, and it's, it was so incredibly frustrating to me because I really wanted to see her stand up and own it. I wanted to say like, hell yeah, I kicked your ass. Like I fooled you all. Like you thought I was a little thing. And I, I pulled, I, I pulled all of Todd's strings. You guys didn't even know. Like if she had said that, I would have given her my vote. 1000%. She's like, I set Todd up to take a fall for you guys. Like, that's what she really should have said. She should have said, Courtney sat there. So Courtney got pulled uh, bodily through, you know, these challenges. We brought her here because I knew you wouldn't vote for her. I brought Todd here because I knew you would all hate him because he's, he's the one that's going to take the blame for everything. So that's why you should vote for me. If she said that, she would have won. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and she did it and, it and it made me really mad. And I was just kind of trying to I don't know. I was trying to light a fire under her. I was a little bit pissed off also that she wasn't saying those things. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. She didn't learn the second time either, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or the third time. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get that she far the third time. She didn't have a chance. The third okay. Time. But it sounds like that you have learned from Amanda, at least in the final tribal council. So we could expect a non, a not Kimmel-esque final tribal council appearance from PG Law. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've learned to be a little bit to, to try to give some of those beauty queen answers a little bit. You know, um, hopefully she learned she learned how to speak her mind and be a little bit more blunt. Because um, I, I, a lot of the things I hear about her is that uh, she comes off as kind of fake. Mm. You know, and I, I think my problem is I cut, I'm a little too real. Like I'd, be dropping, I'd be dropping the truth bombs. I don't know how to sugarcoat things. Um, it, that, it was, truth bombs from PG. Yeah, look out for that. Um, <laughs> so hopefully my time with her, I rubbed off on her a little bit and she she rubbed off on me and it. <laughs> okay. All right. I've got some questions for you, PG, from the listeners of Rob is a podcast. Okay. All right. All right. All right. David Baltazar wants to know, do you still think throwing challenges is a good idea? Could we potentially see you come up with an idea to throw a challenge in Survivor Second Chance? Um, you got to look at the circumstances, you know. You'd be open to it. I'd be open to it. I don't think it screws you necessarily. Like I don't, yeah, I'd be, I'm open to anything that'll help get me further in the game or that'll help me win. Okay. Jordan Kalish wants to know a lot of returning contestants try to emulate the winner of their original season. What are you going to take from Todd's win? If anything, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast of when a returning player comes back, they take on some of the character traits of the player that went on to win in their season. What is it that Todd did that you might try to take with you into a second season? Todd, you know, no, they're right. They're absolutely right. I, I know Todd's game the best because I lived it. Um, Todd talked to everybody. 
he was everybody's friend. He was my friend out there. Even when I merged, uh, and I'll never forget this part of the reason I voted for him. He said, Peach, I just want you to know I'm being honest with you. Uh, I can't be on your side because I already have my alliance. You know that I have my numbers. You're not one of them. But he goes, I really, really like you. So I'm going to try my hardest to get you as far as I can. I hope if I make it to the end, you'll vote for me because of that. And, you know, it was so straightforward. It was so honest. Um, and it's like, I, and I really remember that. Like, you know, and, and, I, and I think those are some of the things that you're going to have to take that I'm going to try to take going into the next game. Okay. Zach Vossler says, does it make you feel better about your chances of getting on season 31, knowing that you are the queen of all gay survivor fans in the voting pool? Is this, is this true PG? Oh my God. I hashtag gays for PG. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yes. Mamas. Thank you so much. What did Um, you do to become the queen of the uh, gays in the voting pool? You know what? I have no idea. Maybe it's my inner drag queen that they saw. Um, I will say this. Or uh, my, if I go out there, my loved one is actually going to be my best gay. Who wow. is, yeah, yeah. So if they didn't, and, and it's, not the gay, it's not Todd. It's not Todd. No, this is my best friend who, uh, like, our parents are always asking us when we're going to get married. You know, he's, we're just like, we're super, super close. And um, he's been my biggest supporter. So uh, hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll get a chance to come out there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, right. gays. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, love you, gays. Yeah. Love you, Bay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we also have uh, uh, John Johnson wants to know who is more mad at not going on rewards, you or Rodney? Oh man, I think I I, I think I'm a better whiner than yes. Rodney is, um, but it was his birthday, so you would you, you ever try it. to make everybody think that you were going to quit the game because you were so mad you didn't go on a reward? People will look at any excuse to to vote you out, man. You can't even give them like a little inch, little inkling that that you're ready to go. Okay. All right. Uh, PG, give the people one last call to action of why they should be voting. If they're on the fence, if they're sitting on the Great Wall of China, why should they go ahead and punch the ticket for PG Law? All right, guys, um, if you didn't watch my season, well, if you did watch my season, you already know what I'm capable of. I'm feisty. I will kick ass at challenges. I have no problem standing up to people. I speak my own mind. Uh, you know, if you haven't watched it, you should go back because my season's really good. But I'm going to be really entertaining. I think that's why you should watch it. Uh, you know, I've got a big mouth. I'm not afraid to use it. Uh, I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to do well in challenges. And uh, I think you really got to give me another chance. I have a lot to prove. I want to be on a tribe this time that doesn't lose every challenge in the beginning. Uh, please give me another chance. I will make you guys proud. So make sure you cast your vote for me. Uh, probably my last chance to get on <laughs> to get on a season at this point now. So uh, I'm ready. I think I'm in a good position to do really well. PG, I'm curious, have you been in the mix before for a season to come back? Yeah, this is the fourth time they've asked Fourth time? Yeah. Wow. Well, I sent in paperwork for Vans versus Favorites, yeah. uh, Micronesia. Uh, I didn't get on that. I got a tentative phone call for Heroes versus Villains, just like, hey, are you interested possibly? Uh, and then that was it. What were you going to be, a hero or a villain? I have no idea. Yeah. I really have no idea. And I think that's ultimately why I didn't get on. I kind of didn't really fall you know, into either camp. Okay. Um, and then I was asked 
just done in a video for another Blood versus Water. Not okay. the first one, but they were maybe thinking about doing another one. So I sent in a video, but they never, they never did that season. Who is going to be your Blood versus Water uh, buddy? Your your best gay? No, no, my sister, my cute little sister. Okay. All yeah. Right. PG, I think this would be very fun to see you back. Yeah, I do too. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You could vote for PG every day up until the finale of Survivor Worlds Apart. She'll be sitting there in the audience. You, are you nervous for that, PG? Oh, man. It's What's like... going to be more nerve-wracking when you went right from in your street clothes into the game in China or sitting there in your... I mean, what are you going to wear to the finale? Uh, you, you'll have to see, you'll have to just like, watch. Are you going to wear, are you going to wear a dress or are you going to wear like, you know, like you're going into the game? You guys will have to, you, you guys will have to watch and see. I can't say. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. It's weird, yeah. right? It is. It is weird. In fact, a bunch of us were chatting on Twitter today about like how we're all going to cry and hold, you know, like what we're going to do if we don't make it on. It's like getting, it's like getting dressed and waiting for your date and on live TV and getting stood up possibly like it's hashtag it's, stood up. Oh man, it's so it's so nerve wracking, and you don't get uh, you don't get any loved ones, any family members in the audience. You're there all by yourself. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to be one of the ones left behind, I mean, it's it's hard putting yourself out there. Uh, but again, too bad Dave Cruiser's not in the pool. He could he could sit there butt naked in the audience and wait till <laughs> that would be his strategy. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it, it'll, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, PG. You could follow PG on Twitter. You're just at PG, right? Yeah, yeah. Just my P E I H G E E. Okay. All right, PG. Uh, thank you so much for coming on with me. I really appreciate it. It was great to talk to you, and I, I hope it all works out next week. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Rob. I had a lot of fun. All right, take care, PG. All right, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That is PG Law here on the podcast. Very nice to talk to PG for the first time I've ever spoken to her. So that was a very nice chat about everything going on with her, Survivor China, and her efforts to get back onto the show. All right, the next interview that I've got coming up here in just a little bit for me and probably not much longer for you guys, Andrew Savage from Survivor Pearl Islands is going to be calling in. We're going to talk to him about his long-anticipated potential return to Survivor. So lots still to come. Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about PG in the comments. Make sure you subscribe. Don't miss any of these interviews. If you missed any of them, you can hear them all at robswebsitecom slash second chance or make sure you don't miss any future ones by subscribing to the podcast at robswebsitecom slash iTunes or uh, getting yourself the Robs podcast app available for Android or iOS. And uh, to hear more about Survivor China this summer, Evolution Strategy Volume 2 is about to drop. You'll be hearing uh, more and more about that as we approach the Survivor offseason. So until then, talk to you again soon. Bye.